Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, host of the Boiling Point podcast. My co-host, Dave Vale, and I will bring you thoughtful discussions with leaders who are positively impacting our world. This is The Boiling Point, where leadership and inspiration meet. Hello, Dave. We're back for another episode. I've missed you. Yeah, well, you've been traveling. And as we do in many of the, the start of our interviews or before we get into uh, the start of every podcast, um, it seems to be I ask you where you've been. And I know from the pictures I've seen, you've been to some pretty cool, exotic places in the last couple of weeks. So why don't you share with the listeners where you've been? So I just got back a few days ago. I was in Bolivia in the jungle doing a fly fishing trip. Wow. And uh, I mean, words don't even do it justice. I I did a um, friends of mine own a lodge down there. So uh, they invited me down. And just last year, they started doing a helicopter program. So the lodge is very remote. And then every day I got to take a helicopter to an even more remote river that few people, if any people, some of these rivers have ever seen or fished before. So it was, yeah, a full jungle experience and caught some incredible fish, had just the most adventurous time. It still feels very surreal. (laughs) Well, and actually people should check out, I guess, Instagram or LinkedIn is where I saw it. But um, you do, you, you show pictures of the fish you caught, which are like these massive fish, they look like right out of, um, you know, like a prehistoric show, you know what I mean? Like, and in the helicopter. And what was amazing about the helicopter one I watched was how close to the ground you were. Yeah, like I know, I, right? <laughs> like it was like, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, being able, I think, to see the jungle from so many different perspectives from Mm -hmm. like walking through it to swimming through the rivers to then getting to fly over the canopy of it and seeing just the different vegetation and wildlife from all of these different perspectives was really fascinating. So you swam across one of the rivers? Yeah, it was a lot of swimming because there were certain sections that you could only get past by swimming through them. And then one day, the night before, we got so much rain. And so the river kind of blew up that we were fishing in. And uh, we ended up having to like call in the helicopter early to pick us up because the river was rising so fast that wow. one of the areas that it could have landed, if we had even waited a couple hours, there wouldn't have been a place for it to land. But yeah, definitely lots of swimming. And there were certain times that it's like, okay, there's a lot of critters in here that uh, that's what I was going to say. Super friendly. That, that, <laughs> That thought, oh my gosh. Yeah, so you're braver than I am, Emily. I get so focused on fish and I get so focused on my goal that I forget about everything else. Yet sometimes I'll have these moments of, oh, wait a minute, there's a caiman right there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
my so, gosh. yeah, that was the last adventure. And uh, I'm already booked to go back there next year. I'm going to host a group there next oh, wow. year. So I just kind of went down this time to explore it for myself and learn all about it and uh, excited to bring others to see it next year. Awesome. Okay. Well, wow. so Nancy is here today. Nancy, welcome to the Boiling Point Podcast. <laughs> I could go on and ramble all about you first, but <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and so this is Dave's first time meeting Nancy and connecting you two. And gosh, like I, I mean, I love everything about this podcast, but I love how just I'm able to connect really amazing people and share some really amazing stories of leadership, of entrepreneurship, of stepping into who you, who we truly are, and uh, breaking past all the limitations that we put on ourselves. And so with that being said, Nancy, it is such a pleasure to have you here. And in typical Boiling Point fashion, we will have you introduce yourself both to Dave and the listeners. Well, it's so great to be here. Thank you for this lovely introduction. So yeah, I'm Nancy. I'm CEO of Simple Split, which is a text-based solution that helps co-parents and roommates track and split expenses. So by text-based, I mean you basically snap a photo of your expense. It comes to me and the magic happens in the back end. And we create a space where you can split equally, transparently, or in some cases, not equally, uh, with a sharing party, typically a co-parent or a roommate. And so really, I came up with um, Simple Split just as a mom going through and a co-parent going through the same kind of challenges myself. It was just a bit of a messy process. And I, I realized that I wasn't the only one who was going through the messy process. And, you know, I checked out there to see what there was available and nothing really met my specific need. There was a lot of stuff that was for all things divorce, um, but not just the financial exchange process. And so, yeah, um, that, uh, as you might imagine, you know, came up through my own pain and experience. But in my primary profession, I'm actually an organizational change management consultant in that uh, line of work. Um, and I am a certified coach as well, inspired by Emily herself. Mm. <laughs> and, and so that line of work has actually really helped my uh, entrepreneurship hat with Simple Split. So that's me in a nutshell. So I love when I hear people, and I think it's a small group of people that they, they come upon something and they go, how come there's nothing in this space? Like, how come, like, what's this? And then instead of complaining about it, or maybe you did complain about it, I don't know, I would probably complain about it a little mm -hmm. bit, is um, you say, hey, here's an opportunity. So like, tell me how that came to be. Like, you know, from from like, wait a sec, I'm having trouble uh, managing expenses, you know, what what's here in the space to wait a sec, there's nothing here. And I think I've got a solution here. The only way to describe it, Dave, is honestly fairly organic. Like there wasn't like one pivotal moment where I'm like, okay, God, I got to do, you know, something. I'm going to create this. It kind of was like a sequencing of steps. And I'd say the biggest like problems that I had that were recurring was like something as simple as going to the store to buy a coat for one of my kids. At that time, you know, they were much younger and I've got teens now, but there's, believe it or not, a whole sequence of things that has to happen before you and the co-parent agree. And getting to that agreement was a big pain point for me. It wasn't easy. And on the personal side, I actually am terrible at finding my receipts and keeping my receipts. So I'm actually terrible at keeping, you know, and sometimes they fade and that sort of thing. So it was just time consuming to track and manage. It just 
was like a pain, you know, to say, hey, should we buy this coat for $100 or this one for $200? It was just an extended conversation that was unnecessary. And worst of all, is like these conversations would happen in like circular texts here or emails there or a phone conversation that you forget. And it's just impossible to keep track. And so I think it just was a gradual, okay, um, my accountant, can you help me with this? And she created something pretty amazing in Excel, but it still was fairly manual. And I'm thinking, you know, I've literally got to sit there just like I'm doing my annual taxes and calculate and so on. So it's just a big time drain. And yeah, Simple Split just took all that pain away. So I'm super excited to really get it out and help prove it out that it's not just me that thinks this is great and it's going to help a whole lot of people get past those itchy points post-divorce. And um, the last thing I'll say is, you know, we think after divorce and even in a roommate situation, like it's the same kind of pains where you think something's just agreed upon or it's written down, but it really isn't that simple. And oftentimes there's a lot of nuances that you just don't expect. And at that time, there's just no better way for me. So I just went ahead and created it. (laughs) And what's the response been so far? Well, it's been amazing, actually, in this very, very early say stage, like I'd say pre-seed stage. So first of all, your family and friends can can be like, yeah, this is great or give you critical feedback. But it's really it's a, it's almost like a baby step to hearing wider feedback. Mm-hmm. And I'd say the pinnacle of knowing that this was going somewhere was when I stepped into a club clubhouse room. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that app, but I did a pitch to Arlene Dickinson, who's a dragon's den. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Dragon. And, uh, you know, she heard the pitch and she said, Nancy, don't change a thing about your pitch. It's absolutely amazing. I wish I had this when I was going through my divorce. It's so simple. It's exactly what you say. Come back when you have customers. And so I'm literally at that doorstep. So that was in those early days where you're still sort of proving yourself out. It was such a, a validating and encouraging uh, piece of feedback. But more than that, I think just having been through some mentors in my local town and an incubator in my local town, and now the pretty well greatest predictor of that is I'm entering into investor uh, discussions and a partnership agreement with the global investor firm. So we're on our way. And I think the most important thing to me about Simple Split is that the people who use it say, hey, Nancy, this is great. Or, hey, Nancy, can you do that or this? It's really at that point now where we really want to shape a product that serves people so well, frees their precious time up to be with their kids or do other things. And so we're kind of at the doorstep of that point, Dave. And having built up to this point, we got a good degree of feedback that's pointed us in the right direction. Yeah, Nancy, it's so exciting to me because I actually was thinking before this call that it has been two years since you and I first met. So just seeing you go and grow through this whole process and the the creativity and the resilience and even with that 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 pitch with Arlene Dickinson that some people could have taken that and could have seen that as a closed door of she wasn't willing to invest right then but you saw that as the opportunity and that kind of building block and you saw that as affirmation and that is something that has always stood out to me about you of your ability to just keep seeing the bigger picture in things and stepping further and further into that that's so interesting cuz i i find I would have even imagined envisioning it that way. I think 
in the early days, like maybe it's a confidence building as you go. Like I think with an entrepreneurial venture like this, there's a stage where you're kind of like a deer in headlights stage where you're like, okay, can I do this? Am I a tech entrepreneur? That's not my title. Am I suited for this? Will people think I'm credible? And you go through all of these kind of like early seed doubts. And then you realize like partway through, and especially where you hear about stories of the millions of no's that people have got, like, you know, the Harry Potter inventor, and then you hear them everywhere. And you see these incredible successes. So I think in addition to just like that business side of, okay, you're going to hear no's, or you're going to hear, we'll do it this way or do it that way. But I think you nailed it, Emily. When you have a vision that you're eternally aligned to, which is, it is really my mission to help avoid people, these stressors, these unsuspecting people who exit a marriage and think that, okay, great. It's written down. It's going to be just fine is really the unsuspecting part that I so want to help people with and with, you know, an affordability factor in mind. And so those instances where, you know, you don't get a, Hey, yes, I'm going to invest in this. Come on in, Nancy is more so, okay, what are the nuggets that I can take from this from this person's exquisite bag of experience and, you know, pivot or tweak or incorporate to build a product that is going to make it and help people. You think um, having the personal experience, does that give the business maybe a different kind of life force in a way versus without having that experience kind of describing the value of of this particular product? I've learned that along the way, Dave, that the credibility of the product is actually in the experience of the person who's delivering it. And so what I'm learning is that people gain trust first. And this is exactly the same in my primary line of work. You know, change management is about helping people through transitions, but they have to trust the person that's holding their hand through it. And so you'll probably soon see me and my face much more behind uh, Simple Split and really just, you know, trying to infuse words of wisdom, support, guidance you know, what I needed back then that I didn't get. And it's funny because I do get a lot of people just DMing me or reaching out in LinkedIn, my friends. I'm sort of the first person people will call if they're going through something. And, you know, just that helping hand. I mean, that's really what this is about. It's not just about, hey, sign up and, you know, manage your receipts. It's about how can we navigate this new territory more easily with grace, with a supportive helping hand. So I hope to build a a bit more of a presence and a community around that through Simple Split. What I think is interesting is how it makes a lot of sense, this idea that, that, that dealing with all these receipts and trying to figure out, you know, how do you, how is equitable and fair and can take so much away from just having that interaction you want with your kids or what, and that being part of the the focus of the, you know, pitch, if you will, but that's being the value proposition because it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's like, what do you, you know, here's what you get because you can, you can gain time by not being overloaded with this whole, and and who can't relate to that? Well, a million percent. And, and what you just said is actually like, the crux of the whole endeavor is like, we think it's a financial challenge. And like, even if you look at some of the stats now, like nine out of 10 couples are divorcing because of financial disagreement. But beneath that is really an emotional disagreement. Like there's something emotionally that's not connecting with two people if finances is a constant source of grief. And so you're absolutely right. And I'd say the even bigger 
Objective is to enable easeful communication and fair and transparent access to sometimes it's like almost as a metaphor of somebody holding receipts in their pocket, another room receipts in another pocket, you lose track and you end up leaving money on the table. And ultimately what that does is take away from the kids. On that is what's really interesting for me when you describe like the whole, how challenging the financial pieces in a relationship, my wife and I have been married for 17 years. And yes, that's a conversation about how I'm spending money or how money's being spent. And, you know, so certainly I totally can relate and what was interesting was when we went like, so I'm not a Catholic, but I got, I married in a Catholic church and we went through the, whatever they call it with a priest takes you through um, that kind of pre-marriage counseling, yeah. you know, which kind of on the surface seems kind of odd. Someone who's never married taking you through this, but what it was really interesting for me was this guy was so practical of uh, this priest and he spent most of the time talking about how do you guys have difficult conversations around money? And I remember thinking, Really? Like we're coming here to hear this, and but he's on to something. You know what I yeah. mean? And and clearly you're you're seeing it as well. So I, I just bring that up as just it's kind really of an interesting cute. point. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. He must see it a lot, I suppose. And uh, yes. well, yeah, and it's it's not something you necessarily talk about. Like, you know, in in the first of all, like divorce, nobody wants to talk about it. And that was one of the reasons that. I kind of thought, no, you know, I don't need an app that's going to be like all things divorce and custody. And, you know, some of these apps, they monitor tone and in exchange communications. And I just frankly didn't want to identify as being divorced anymore. I just wanted to be a mom and, you know, independent and do my thing. And so part of that is, um, you know, a bit of identity around just feeling free and being able to manage yourself really well. And I think, you know, back to your point, like, I do think it's a conscious, it's it's a great thing that this, you were in that con conversational space, because nobody really sets us up for success with these conversations. We come into our marriages with a certain value system, we don't really address it head on, or, you know, it'll come out in different ways. And unless you've set up some nice kind of I don't know, agreement principles, you know, then it's it can become more difficult. But I'm sure that's not the case in your beautiful uh, 17 years of marriage. <laughs> well, I would say, yeah. No, it's, there's some ups and downs in marriage, let's put it that way. But finances is surely comes into the conversations as father, whatever his name was, had mentioned, you know, 18 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. So he, yeah, he was on to something for sure. So I'd love to hear how you, you two met, how you guys got um, connected. Should I turn that one over to you, Emily? Or would no, you, like... you go for you go for it. Oh well, this is this is really you know it, it, Emily tipped off on this when we first entered the room, and it's it's almost like um, a beautiful segue because Emily's been a very critical part of my personal journey. So I found Emily on LinkedIn. I was just scrolling like usual, and all of a sudden I see in my feed a picture of beautiful Emily with a big smile and her tooth missing. And she essentially in that post, I think by the time I had seen it, it was fairly early on in the life of this post, like two years ago. And I don't remember how many, you know, likes or whatever views it had. Um, but obviously, I'm, I'm getting to a point it was like, fast forward two years later, and I think it's got like millions of views right now. But obviously, at that time, this, this picture spoke to me not only in spirit, but in what Emily shared. I mean, she was just so vulnerable mm. to say, you know what, I'm, I'm 
taken on the world like this right now. Here's sort of the positive spin on this. And it was just a, probably the most greatest show of leadership that I've ever seen on LinkedIn that pulled me in. You know, I mean, imagine if everybody just sort of said, hey, I'm I'm keeping on going. Here's here's what's happening in my world. And uh, here's what we can do about it. And it's just so inspiring. So I reached out in our DMs and we met. And uh, at that time, you know, I think if you've grown up with a coach figure in your life, then coaching is a is a natural warm place mm-hmm. for you. Uh, in my life, my my dad always served as my coach. You know, I just um, have that uh, ability to connect with him that way. In that way, so I knew I wanted to step into a coaching relationship. I hadn't for many years, but really after that, from the minute Emily and I spoke, just literally on the spot, said I'd really love to work with you. Could you coach me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she's been a pivotal um, aspect of like helping me kind of come up against each emotional hurdle that meets you on the entrepreneurial journey and overcoming it with grace. That's the best way I could describe Emily. Deeper than that, we have a common approach to, I guess, the coaching endeavor in that there's a faith binding, a faith piece binding our outer world accomplishments. You know, so the inner piece with coaching has been really essential for me aligning to the vision in my life in general and what I want to bring to the world and how to do that but doing that with the foundation of faith what do you think of that description Emily I feel emotional oh you you know t- if you could oh. all be on the wall for our coaching discussions I mean this we would get emotional it's yeah, no, that uh, yeah, that pulled on my heartstrings to hear you. Um, yeah, speak of our speak of our relationship, our coaching relationship that way, and um, yeah, like reflecting back on our a couple of years of working together and just seeing where you are and what fascinates me just about humans in general is this like resilience that we have and this hope and this faith in whatever context that is to you. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. You spoke earlier about the helping hand and how you want to be that helping hand. And, you know, I'm curious for you to now look back at even when Simple Split was just a thought, 
what are those helping hands along the way that you maybe didn't see at the time, but that you can now maybe see more clearly that helped kind of guide you to get to simple split exists? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so critical. You know, and and I mean, even if I'm speaking to someone out there who's got an idea and they want to bring it to fruition. Okay. So I'd say first and foremost, like I'm, I'm just, I, I believe in God and that's where I start. And that's the greatest helping hand that I have it really is. So for me, there is a complete alignment of business and faith. And I ask regularly where my next step should be through my connection to God. So that's, that's one. And that's grown over time, I'd say. Um, it's so critical to talk to somebody who's ahead of you in the entrepreneurial game. They have, it, it, first of all, it's completely free, you know, for someone who's maybe just not sure how they're going to get an idea off the ground. The generosity of mentors in the entrepreneurial space, especially in the tech, fintech world, and here, you know, depending where your city is, I mean, if you have the courage to just reach out to someone who you think is doing what you'd like to be doing one year, two year, five years from now, just do it. It's you'd be amazed how much generosity there is out there to for others who've walked in those shoes to see others succeed. And that's that's, you know, critical. I think there have been so many helping hands along the way. I mean, there's also been so many lessons and learnings where I've had to, you know, just uh, just keep on going, take a loss, a pivot and go. So, you know, early in the development life of Simple Split, it's, it's sort of just learning as you go as you're building a technology product and then coming to a point where you feel like it's it's pretty well, you know, you have a good method down and, and it's working well. But building that machine is it can take time. And so I'd say really the people who've been ahead of, of me personally have been critical and just supporters in my inner circle, you know, that keep on rooting you along. The coaching relationship I'd say is critical because there is a, a point where, and this might not be the case for all entrepreneurs, but it was for me, where you actually really just, you can almost see a wall of doubt and a, a fear, a hurdle of fear that you need to overcome. Like, you know, you're almost learning this new identity that, hey, is this me? Can I do this? And the coaching relationship, I think, was just pivotal in overcoming that hurdle and then being able to step more fully. I mean, honestly, if I look back, I've never done anything in my life where the shoes fit me. They were always slightly bigger. Hmm. And I think that's where the leap of faith and the grounding and, you know, just something pulls you, something keeps drawing you over there. And you might not know what it is at the time, but it's some, it's, it's aligned to the vision that you hold that you really still just want to get out there and and help other people. So we work together, Emily and I, in this podcast works under the banner vision coaching. And part of that, the, the name for the company, despite people saying it's not a really good name back in the day and all these sorts of things, just for me uh, personally, being the founder and I was the original coach, I guess, without that idea of what I was trying to, you know, what I saw in the world and I saw the work we do supporting in the world uh, and that statement that encompasses what what I what I could see or what I wanted to see or what I want to be part of seeing, without that, I don't know how you keep going. A million percent. I honestly think what you just said is, so leadership, and vision and 
entrepreneurship, for me, what they have in common is in my faith life, you pray as though it's already done. And in my business life, you live out the vision as though you're achieving it now. You you build your business as though you're creating the vision that's in your mind's eye. It all starts with the vision. So I personally love the, the name of your, yeah. your coaching practice. Well, I should have talked to you back in the day. The other thing I really like, thank you for saying that. The other thing I really like is how you met and how you connected. And it speaks to to Emily's ability to put herself out there. I remember when you put that post out um, and it was, just, it is a brave thing to do. My gosh, you know, like I, and and I mean, I can imagine all the messages you got about losing your, you know, people sharing their experience. Well, of course I have, I played junior hockey, so I lost both my teeth. And then I had this issue where one tooth, tooth would always pop out at the worst, in the worst scenarios, you know, once in a boardroom in an organization, like mid, mid-meeting, my tooth oh pops my. out. Um, and and I can talk little st- stories and laugh about them in retrospect now that I have an implant that's, you know, taken and all that stuff. But at the time, <laughs> without outside of a small group of people, I wasn't sharing those stories too widely. I just love that, you know, because I think it's more than losing your tooth is, you know, it's, it's the courage to share your story transparently. And we're sitting here today as a result of that. And then Mm. the other side of that is that Nancy, you saw that and it spoke to you in such a way that you wanted to reach out. And I don't know, I just, I just find those things. So kind of magical, right? Like how it, how those things come together. Cause it wasn't like, you know, you sat back, Emily and said, you know what, if I put this out, you know, someone like Nancy's probably going to connect with me, you know, yeah. well, and if you did think that way, it wouldn't have happened. In, no, in no. Fact, right? so it's, it's just, I just, so for me, there's something magical in all of that, how that all comes together. And then we're sitting here today talking about it, you know, two years past and, you know, you can just tell the comfort in the relationship. And that all started, you know, with you putting something out there and Nancy, it's speaking to you and you putting yourself out there by reaching out because a lot of people probably wouldn't have done that as well. So um, anyway, I just I just want to share that kind of just that's what's going on in my brain right now. Well, it, it really is magical, like because even if you think of just some of the organic relationships like Emily's and mine, and then even as we're talking about Simple Split, like where I'm speaking to these investors and how we met is mm. to me, like these things are remarkable. You couldn't plan them. And right. there's something beyond us that I think works to that. Aside from the fact that all three of us have titanium implants, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. well, there I, you actually, go. I actually go on Wednesday and get my front four teeth redone this time. So we'll see who's able to launch. Uh, hopefully that'll be four business launched. Um, <laughs> oh, Emily. Unbelievable. It, um, Oh, I just thinking Nancy. Oh, but it's, and I love that you brought this up because now I can bring it up around this. Um, just like the doubt and, and the like constantly overcoming those barriers. And I remember, I mean, so many conversations when you're like, this is it. Simple split is done. Not doing it. It's done. And like <laughs> just continually working with you through those. And then it's like, yeah, I mean, that big thing was like getting to pitch to Arlene Dickinson. And it's just like, what? and then now yeah. here you are, like, as a coach, as your friend, it is just like, gosh, so cool to see. Like, this is what uh, I am like, I love everything about my job. I'm always that way. But even more to just kind of, yeah, really see like you walked through it. 
Oh, that's just so powerful. Emily, I couldn't like, honestly, you can't do these things alone. I'm really a believer that every great thing that's created, produced is done by many, not a single person. There's always someone behind you or beside you that's helping to create something. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. At the end of the day, if I can help one person, I've done my deed. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. So in terms of um, just, you know, on that note, I mean, given, you know, your journey and where you're at and things you've been doing, um, someone, li- there's, I guarantee there's someone listening to this thinking, and it might be Emily, it might be me, thinking, geez, I wonder, you know, what's one piece of advice uh, Nancy would give me, you know, if I have a a kind of a seed of idea that I'd like to actually try to bring into reality. Um, yeah. What, what's the advice you'd give around the, you know, I guess, yeah, I just, I'll leave it at that. What kind of advice would you give yeah. to someone who's, who's got that who's got know, an idea. On an idea, sitting on an idea, sitting thinking, on an idea. Thinking, you know oh, what geez, I, would... I can see an opportunity here, but you know, okay. You know what I would first do and I would save, I would let, I would, use my experience as a great lesson to to save yourself some time and money or you know maybe shorten the distance between uh creating having an idea and bringing it to life in practice i would say this whatever the idea is go up to your friend and be like hey i saw this thing it looks like amazing it can do this and it can do that have you heard of it and then they'll be like, no, but it, they'll be go, I don't think I'd ever use that. Or it sounds amazing. So it's almost like just pitch your idea as though you've already seen it out there. <laughs> and you're not therefore biasing your friend or you're someone close to you. And, you know, um, it it kind of just creates it as this neutral thing between you. And you can really get somebody's honest feedback on it. With that said, you, you kind of like in, in the entrepreneurial world, you kind of need to do that with very many people. You need to do that with a whole bunch of people and you need to go out and you need to test the idea. So I did that. Like I went into a Facebook group. There was like, I think close to a thousand people in there. I did a bit of like a market kind of test, like, Hey, would you use this? So you get an idea of like, Oh, wow. They're actually, they're not just a few bites. There's like hundreds of people that would use this and they recommended this too. So I I really think like there's just, we're living in a world now where you can literally like turn on your computer and build an app at home. It's, it's crazy. And you can have the best idea in the world. You can have a beautiful product. So the second piece of bit of something I would share is, but if you can't mobilize it, get it out there, market it, then it's, it's just going to kind of be falling behind, you know, uh, kind of like behind a back curtain. So I'd say, um, you know, find if you can, once you've, kind of come up with your idea, a really good team, like really just people in your circle who you can really trust, who believe in the idea, and you can actually see them react to your own vision. So, you know, I align with Emily's vision, I align with, you know, the vision that she holds, and you can feel it. And so the people that are in your circle that really see that they're the ones that are sort of saying, hey, we should do this, or we should do that. When it does come to a point of going from idea to product to service it just brings everyone along in the same vision and aligned in the same vision and just makes success that much easier and you see it in conversations and day-to-day meetings it's it just makes it that much easier but if you've got someone who's kind of like meh just another you know thing or product it's it really does make a difference like there has to be 
everybody sees themselves in the vision. Does that answer, Dave, what you're, you're thinking? Uh, well, yeah, it's a more, com- more comprehensive answer than I was anticipating. <laughs> it's from the, you know, idea testing, does this idea have any, you know, and try not to bias it, any kind of um, place in the market, does it, you know, and then, you know, from there, how do I, yeah, if, you know, how do, how do I bring customers on and how do I build the right team around me? Yeah, no, that's, there's yeah. a lot there. Um, and those are, those are kind of various stages, right, of, of, of maturing uh, a business. Yeah, um, exactly. Bringing the right team around. It's funny, you bring, like I, I remember a, year, a number of years ago, a wonderful person on supporting um, the sales function for, for a company. And uh, and I knew, I knew I had a bit of a problem because at one point I was talking about one of our services and the reaction was from this person was, wow, I don't know if anyone would buy that for that rate. And I was just like, like this is one of our core services. What are you talking about? <laughs> like I was like, I'm, then I'm trying to convince the person, and then I realize this isn't going to work because like, <laughs> like they like I was just like, how did this happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> the exact opposite of what you're saying. Because yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't think, and and it hasn't been an issue at all. Like there's, you know, but it was just I guess sometimes you can learn it the wrong way. You know, as, yeah. as you point out, goes man, I don't know, <laughs> maybe oh, maybe it's not a good fit. Yeah. I mean, that's hopefully you can, you get that critical feedback early on and then, you know, you can integrate it. That's critical too, but that's kind of <laughs> tough when you're, you've got your best salesperson in front of you. You're like, Hey, I'm trying to sell this here. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was, it was just, it was shocking to me. Um, and it wasn't like a new brand new service. Anyways, it was just a, it was just a funny, so for whatever reason that, that when you say that piece, it brings that to mind. Like you really need people around you who believe in the service and the value of the service and, you know, are excited about it as you are and see the benefit and see the vision. And I think that's, I believe that's what you're describing. And I would, you know, I'm like, yeah. And actually, you know, and you're aligned with the values and how you, how you get business and um, who you support and how you value them and, you know, all these sorts of things. Exactly. And in the the inverse that they're rewarded for that, you know, and that their, their hard work is, uh, is valued and it's shown to be valued. So hundred percent. Yeah. Beautiful. So Nancy, how do people hear more about simple split for roommates, for people who are co-parenting? I mean, there's so many people that can benefit oh. from simple split. Amazing. Yeah. hundred percent. So website is uh simple split.co. So no M.co like company. Uh, Instagram, we're on at Simple Split, so all one word. And, you know, reach out to me, Nancy at simplesplit.co. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear if any of what you heard today resonates, if you need help and uh, support, or, you know, you just want to know a little bit more about Simple Split. You can also get started right away by texting the word SIMPLE to 613-900-0878. And you'll also have that instruction at the website. So, pretty easy to get started. You can start out for free. There's no commitment. We're really just looking for, you know, uh, honest to goodness feedback and uh, making sure that this meets your needs as you go through the co-parent and roommate cost sharing process. For people that are just listening to this, maybe you should say that number one more time. Just I know in the show notes or whatever. Yeah. So text simple all um, one, you know, just the word simple to, and you can do that on WhatsApp, by the way, WhatsApp or on SMS. And it's to 613 900 0878. Beautiful. 
So at the end of all of our episodes, I'm sad it is the end, but I also love that I just get to reconnect with you afterwards at some point and carry on this conversation. (laughs) Um, But we do takeaways. Dave, what is your takeaway from this beautiful conversation with Nancy today? couple things are coming to mind for me. And, and one is just, you know, it's the reminder of something that I believe in, but just the idea of, you know, the importance of vision, right? Mm. And and being really clear on what it is. And the other is just, uh, you know, I, I love the idea of um, seeing a hole or a gap or a, a kind of flaw or something not, you know, being comp- more complicated than it should be and and seeing an opportunity in there. And um, for those entrepreneurs out there who who enjoy that is, figuring out like, what could I do to make this situation better? Like, I just love that. I just think it's such a uh, a great, and then the final one would be, I'm stealing all the takeaways here, but the final (laughs) one would be around the power of connection and how connections made and the fact how the two of you got to know each other. And, and, and as a result, I get to know you and, and in a way, like Emily and I got to know each other in a really kind of odd, chaotic way where she just brought onto the podcast. It's like, oh, hey, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and just how those those connection points, you know, can turn into to wonderful, you know, relationships. But they're not, there's the design isn't there. So, sorry, lots of takeaways. So, thank oh, you. Really, awesome. really good listening, Nancy. What about you, Emily? Well, and Nancy, we don't normally do this, but I'm curious, what are you taking away? My goodness. I'm taking away. Okay, so I want to give the audience what I'm taking away. It's much easier than you think to go from idea to solution. So don't be daunted by it. I mean, if I look back at the three or one runway, it wasn't easy, but it's doable. And I would encourage you to just, you know, go for it and test it out, like Dave said. The second takeaway is just the power of organic, unexpected, journeys in life that literally this conversation I think reflects like this is amazing to me like you said Dave really just how our journeys can intersect and with the hopeful goal of helping someone on their journey yeah amen and you know my takeaway from that and it is uh this is just all so timely but for you to speak of the helping hand and Today is my mom's 70th birthday. Happy birthday, mom. And we did a little surprise party for her before I went away on my last trip and uh, had a photographer come in and take some family photos, which like that's all she wanted so that she can have life-size photos of her daughters (laughs) again in her house. But I was putting together this little like kind of video clip of photos today. And when we were kids, my mom used to drive all of us up to the cottage in Quebec, and we would listen to the same tape over and over and over again. And it was this tape by a singer called Amy Grant. And my older sister, Jessica, the one who has Down syndrome, she I was driving in the car with her a couple of weeks ago, and she was getting really anxious, and she couldn't remember where we were going. And I just like this song, and I had not heard it in, gosh, 30 years. I was like Amy Grant helping hand. And I put that song on, I Googled it on like Spotify, put it on and immediately Jessica started singing the lyrics. It just, I was like shedding tears. Like I probably should have like pulled over because I couldn't even see. Um, But it was just such this beautiful moment. And so just today, as I was putting together all those birthday clips, I was using, I used that song about helping hand. And it just speaks to the fact that like, 
we all need a helping hand and to take a look at one another and and just kind of this constant thing of like, just what can we do today? And what are we able to do? And to have mercy on one another and have mercy on ourselves. And that that is just this constant journey. So yeah, my takeaway today is just the power of helping one another and mm-hmm. just showing up fully. Like I always say as ourselves and with caring and kindness and compassion and love, and that we're all on this journey and we're all coming up to these roadblocks and, but we're all also like seeing these glimpses that just keep pushing us through and pushing us through and pushing us through. So yeah, that's my long winded takeaway to, to lend awesome. a helping hand and to reach out for those helping hands. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I feel like yeah. I love, I love that you, that, that we're here, that we have this conversation, <laughs> that the world gets to hear more of you, that Dave oh. got to meet you. This has been wonderful. I don't even feel like saying anything because you've just, just said such a beautiful last word. I mean, that's just so true, Emily. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you, Nancy. And so we are going to list all of Nancy's information and any of the extras, all the details about Simple Split in our show notes. And the best place to find all of that is on our website at boilingpointpodcast.com. We are active on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And we do put this video version on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, the podcast is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So listeners, thank you for joining Nancy. This was a pleasure. Dave, as always, love sharing this time in this space with you. And we'll see you all again soon. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Nice meeting you, Nancy. Take care. Likewise, Dave. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Follow or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or visit boilingpointpodcast.com for more. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.